when you're trying to juggle a whole bunch of players, it's uh, it's it, we we got to accommodate everyone. Today's a very special, a very special uh, broadcast because you know Dan Andrews, that tyrant, the despot, the dictator, the comrade, the control freak, and they're the nice things I can say about him. It's time that his reign of terror comes to an end. This guy who oversaw $200 billion of debt in his state, this guy who basically under his watch, he holds the gold record, number one spot, two things. Number one, longest lockdown on the planet. Number two, and I'm going to say this, not my presenters, who's holding this man accountable for the 800 people that lost their lives under his botched up quarantine jobs for my mate stuff. Oh, that's right. Dan can't remember. He suffered amnesia. All of a sudden, the man that's supposed to be over finances and supposed to be over estate can't remember anything. Now, that was before he supposedly fell down the stairs, a story I personally don't believe. For me, I kind of think, must have been some massive stairs. I mean, I'm t- how many staircases were there? But I'll leave that alone. But his reign of terror, corruption, is no longer about the left side of politics and the right side of politics. It's about good and evil. It's about corruption and about honesty. And for those of you out there that say, hey, you know, Pat, you're making this personal, it's because I am. This man has wreaked so much havoc, not only in his state, but across the nation. We all felt the pain, the terror of this man. And I believe that this man needs to be removed from power. You know, rumour has it, and I'm going to speak to our guest today about it, that they're grooming him for Canberra, a man who's made some pretty amazing predictions that I know, very spiritual man at that, says they're grooming this guy for Canberra. Well, if they are, God help us all. And, you know, for evil to prosper, all good men have to do is stay silent. In a moment, I'm going to present you three good men. Ian Cook, an amazing businessman who is standing as a real independent, whose business, of course, was affected during the, well, you know the you know the one. And then, of course, Adam McClendon, guy who's seasoned in politics, and a personal friend of mine, Michael Piastrina. But before I do that, let me run the tape. Let me run the video and give you a few highlights of what happened in Victoria, the most livable city in the world, apparently. Now you're struggling to find cafes open. You're struggling to find businesses flourishing, all because of a man who got power-hungry and still wants more power. Let's run the tape, guys. If everyone follows these rules, and they are as simple as they can be, then we will get through this together and we will get to the other side of it quicker. Melbourne is the city to have endured the world's longest lockdown. And they're shooting. They're now shooting. It's painful, but it is absolutely appropriate. Yeah, we're just at the intersection of Victoria and Ligon Street, where an enormous amount of police are now gathering. It's the most important commitment for Victoria Police forcing the Chief Health Officer guidelines. Hey! What the fuck? Hopefully flatten that curve. 
Well, Victoria Police will take whatever steps they need to take. Protests don't work. Protests are not smart. They're not lawful. Australia never forgets those scenes, and of course, I left a few of them out. Let me introduce you to three outstanding gentlemen that'll be running against Dan Andrew in his very seat. Ian Cook, thanks for being on the uh, on the program today. Ian, how are you? I'm well, thank you, and thank you for having me. Oh, it's great having you. And of course, over there, the handsome Michael Piastrino. Michael, how are you? Good, mate. How are you, buddy? Long time. I'm in week. Melbourne next week. I've got to have. I've got to come and see you, mate. I need a good plate of pasta. And uh, and Aiden, <laughs> Aiden McClendon. Thanks for G'day, being on Pat. the program. Thanks for having me, Pat. Looking forward to the chat, mate. Hope we can get something productive out of it and get this man out of there. Aiden, tell me, why are you running? What made you run? You, 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 you've been in politics for a while. What made you run and what are you going to bring to the table in Victoria? Sure. I was an education officer in student wellbeing and health management, and I oversaw 80 schools from, uh, from the Richmond down to Portsea. So there was eight schools in the Mulgrave district, uh, which I oversaw during those two years or 267 days in lockdown. In the first lockdown, one of the schools I dealt with had four divorces, had to look after the health and well-being of four children uh, just in the first lockdown. We had seven of these. It got to the point in October when the mandates came in for teachers. Uh, my, my turning point for me was a teacher who was pregnant uh, who rang me late one night to say, look, I don't want to put these constituents in my body uh, because I don't know what's going on. I'm, I'm in my third trimester. Uh, my husband's just lost his job. He's in construction. The real estate came to my house, <coughs> put it up for sale. So what I did is I sent out an email to all the principals, an urgent email saying there's a health and wellbeing plan here. Here's some resources. I sent it out to principals within three hours. The Melbourne Archdiocese of Catholic Schools shut my computer down. The next day I got a four-page letter saying that I willfully misrepresented the organisation. And it was at that point that I realised I've got to step back into the game. I had 20-plus years in politics I realised that I couldn't stand back on the sideline. Look, it, it, it caused confusion and division in my own family. 
Uh, I saw it what was happening in the communities, in the schools. I had a one one poor girl in grade three who was not wearing a mask. She was ordered to – she had um, high levels of asthma. She was ordered to sit behind uh, – at the back of the class near the door, and she uh, she lost all her friends in the playground because they all thought she had germs. Now, these are just very small uh, microcosms oh. of what was going on at a mass level, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to roll my sleeves up, and I'm going to do what I've got to do. I'm going to help those parents and kids that I helped in Mulgrave in a different capacity, and here I am. And, 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 and folks, just so you all know, these three are standing against Dan Andrews in the seat of Mulgrave, so this man can be, well, I'd like to say decapitated if I can use that word. I'm not sure I'm allowed to use that. But it's very important that this man, you know, we've got to cut the head off of this Goliath. Ian Cook, you've got an interesting story. Businessman and all of a sudden, bang, lost your business and now running as an independent. Can you share with us your story, Ian, and a little bit about what you represent and why you're running? I love the fact. Your statement, this is about fighting corruption. Can you elaborate on that for us? Yeah, no problem. So if you go back about eight or ten weeks um, after we found that the um, the Supreme Court, a registrar, took four and a half months to make a decision that was going to put our court date off again. Now, that court date would have brought our matter up before the courts, before this election. And I've had senior barristers just tell me the only reason this happened was political. I said to my wife, no more complaining, none of that. I have to stand and do something. So I did. I I, I said, I am going to take the fight up to this guy because at the end of the day, the corruption that destroyed our business cannot be allowed to destroy any other family business ever. This man is absolutely evil. The other thing, too, is Daniel Andrews does not represent labour values. And that needs to be clearly understood. I'm not fighting against the Labor, the traditional Labor voters who believe in you know, helping the downtrodden and helping workers, etc. They are Australian values. They've been around for a long time, and the Labor Party has a proud history of defending them. This bloke is destroying the Labor Party. This bloke is going to actually annihilate it. If Labor voters don't realise the destructive nature of this man, which is purely about his own power, his own self-interest and his own wealth, you know, then then I fear for the for the state of Victoria. They all need to say, okay, enough's enough. I'm standing on the basis of families, small business and anti-corruption. And the families one is very important. Mm, I was Absolutely. We need to talk about the families. Why? Because we are a Christian society based on Christian values. To have someone destroy that and destroy the rights of parents, to have this transgender legislation in there, that has to be obliterated. Absolutely. Needs to be in the parliament to stop it. Do you know, just for our viewers, just so that, you know, Ian, I I concur with you 150% if anyone can. Dan Andrews is trying to pass legislation that a 